Praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Welcome you all to Bible study and the meeting for this evening. The Lord's name be praised forevermore. Uh, we thank God for another beautiful moment with the Word and the fellowship of one with another. Um, thank God tonight that God has given us another opportunity to come together to behold His wonderful face, to see His heart, to see His mind, to see His will, that we may be guided by His Word. You see, as, as saints, we are only guarded, um, 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 guarded and guided by the Word of God. You see, God's Word guards us, that is, shields and protects us, and God's Word guides us, that means lead and instructs us as we live our Christian work on the earth. So, it's a, it's a thing of necessity, not a thing of um, opportunity to study the Word together in love. Tonight, I want to appreciate everyone joining us. This is the church at Oba, Lagos, Nigeria. We meet every Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays online like this, and then we meet on Sundays physically, at our venue at the Excellence Hotel and um, Conference Center over Lagos, Nigeria. Conference Room 3, actually, that's where we meet. And I, I want to welcome you tonight, especially to this meeting. Um, we are people of God, you know, delights and love God and desire His um, um, sincere word and undiluted word as the Lord leads and guides us. So I want to invite you, if you are joining us for the first time, you want to join us again and again and again. I want to assure you that you will continually hear the word of God as the Lord will have you hear it, that you might grow thereby. Why is the Bible study important? Because in this age and time of so much confusion, we need the clarity of the word that only comes from scriptures. And also, we need also to grow in the things of the spirit. And the Bible makes us know in 1 Peter 2 verse 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow. So your growing is dependent on the sincere milk of the word. And so if there's sincere milk of the word, it means there's also um, uh, sincere milk somewhere else. And so you must, you must find the sincere milk of the word. And thank God that that word is not hidden from you. It's very much before you in the Bible. If you pick a King James Bible, you can find the sincere milk of the word. But sometimes it's also good for us to share Bible studies together and together look at the mind of God. And that's the essence um, for us as a church coming together every other day to study the word of God. And thank God that we at least study the Bible at least four times a week together as a church. And that's the reason we grow, we mature, and we are strong in the Lord. So we welcome you tonight as a church. And then I want to say to you, we love your being here. And um, the Lord bless you richly tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray this evening. Father, we thank you again. We come before your throne, before your word. We come, O oh God, with humble heart to hear and perceive your voice and hear you and, and, and be strengthened today again 
in this work with you. Thank you because at this side of eternity, you have chosen to preserve and, and keep us by your word. Today, Lord, we come to the preservation and the keeping that your word can give. Open our eyes to see on top of the strength and the, and the power inherent in your word. Thank you, God, because we are fed by you today. We see your mind in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Amen. Praise God. Um, tonight, I want to encourage someone before I go into the word of God. I want to let you know that as a child of God, um, the Father's eyes on you. The Bible says that for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are attentive to the prayers. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are over, why are his eyes over the righteous? Because he's watching to perform his words. Amen. I want to notice tonight that the eyes of the Lord are over you because he wants to perform his words. Sometimes things might not go the way you've planned them to go. Sometimes some things might happen somewhere, some way that is not pleasant. But want you to know something that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. So why not just tell the Lord tonight? Why not tell to the Lord and leave it there? Bible says in 4.5.7, casting all those cares, casting all those cares. Why not tonight in a brief moment cast those cares to the Lord? Just cast it, you know. Just say, Lord, over this particular care, I cast it unto you. Your word says, I should cast my cares unto you because you care for me. You care it. You care it. So, Lord, in obedience to your word, I'm casting my care. Why not go ahead tonight? In the next one minute, just cast those cares. The cares of, of provision. The cares, you know, of of. Of, of hell, the cares of, of, of healings, the cares of whatever cares you have tonight. Why not cast it to the Lord? Because He hears. Amen. Cast it. Amen. In, in obedience to God's word, God keeps His word if we keep our own path. You see, our part is to, is to cast. His part is to, is, 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 is to take care of those things. Glory to God. And so when you cast it, rest your hand because God has gone ahead. Lord, tonight we cast our cares. We cast our cares for healing, our cares for provision, our cares for protection, our cares, oh God. For, 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 for anything, Lord, that is troubling the heart of your children tonight, we cast it to you, Father God. Thank you, because we know, Lord, you, you, are, you, are, you are the burden bearer. You are the carrier, Lord, of, 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 of the cares of your children. And therefore, Lord, thank you, because these burdens are lifted. I pray tonight for everyone tonight that has a burden or the order in his heart or heart. Oh, burden of family, burden of children, burden of, 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 of husbands, burden of wives, burden of pressure, burden of parents. Bodings of in-laws, bodings of whatever kind bodings is on people of God today. I declare, oh God, let the bodings be lifted. I declare tonight the bodings are lifted over your shoulders and over your neck in the name of Jesus Christ. There'll be lightness. There'll be lightness in the name of Jesus. There'll be an assurance in your spirit that that which God has spoken, He has promised you in His word, He will bring to pass in the times and seasons in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands tonight and give God praise. Give Him praise. Give in praise because he watches over you to bring those very word of his to Paris. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've been studying First Thessalonians, and um, we've we've come we, we, we've come some way. Um, we, we we started from chapter one, and the, I felt impressed in my heart for us to study First Thessalonians. And then just to have a, 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 an overview of, of, of the letter 
um, of the Apostle Paul to the church in Thessalonians and see how this church conducted and comported themselves and, and what God had to say to them so we can learn, we can learn doctrine and learn God's way and God's principles. Hallelujah. And it was from verse chapter 1 and through it and then we're in chapter 2 right now and it's getting more and more interesting and exciting. You know, I've, like I said to you, there are different ways of studying the Bible. And one of the things we've done in this, in this last two months thereabout is to, is, to, is to let you know how you can study the Bible for yourself. Uh, um, so you can take another chapter or another verse of the Bible yourself and do a personal in-depth study like we've been doing. But one of the things that will help you do that is not... Um, it's not you can't, or you can't just do that, you know, off the cuff. You might have been something you've been practicing or reading other scriptures because it takes scripture to interpret scripture. Glory to God, you know. So, so you, you, you need to read why in the word of God. So read all scriptures because they're important. Bible says, Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter, chapter, chapter 3, Verse 15, he said, I know that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, the holy scriptures. And when Paul wrote this, there was no Matthew, there was no, there was no Romans, there was, there was nothing. There was just a few scriptures, but most importantly, they were the Old Testament. You see that? And this Old Testament was sufficient at the time to make one wise unto salvation. So the coming of the new is actually an addition, an addendum. So if the men of the old time got saved by the Old Testament, then much more now we should be alive in God because we have much more to hold on to both in the new and in the old. Praise God forevermore. So we study the word of God in, an, in its entirety that we may have a proper grasp and understanding of the basic principles and tenets of the Christian faith. Amen tonight. And you see, when you study the Bible, you study the Bible in different ways. One of the ways by which we study the Bible is studying the Bible by chapters. All right? Or rather by books. You know, you can study the book of John, and then if you go to book John, you take it by chapters. And remember, like I said earlier on, the Bible is not was not broken down into chapters and verses until 1500s. All right, for proper, um, 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 you know, uh, um, referencing. So it's, it's, it's a whole, just um, like a prose, you know, a compendium, like a scroll. But thank God right now, we can break it down and take time to study one by one. And then you can study, you know, books and then, and then chapters and then verses uh, uh, as the case may be. All right. And then you can study um, by character. You know what I mean? Character, you take a character in the Bible and do a study. You can take a, a character like Paul and study his life, study his prayer, study his speech, study his ministry, study his preaching. You know, how did he use words? How did he preach? What was he used? You can find those things in the book of Acts Apostles. All the times he preached, what words? How did he? How did he command the use of the Bible? You can take Stephen and, and study his life. What, what, how, how faithful was he to God and, and to his own call? How he preached, what he said, you know, when, when he was born, when he died, what, what is his pedigree? And then when you do all those things, it's not for just head knowledge alone, but head knowledge also is quite important, praise God. But to applying those things in our lives. So you study the Bible. 
um, 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 by studying the books and then taking characters for the Bible. You can take David, Solomon, Daniel, whatever. Study them, all right, and see how you can glean and learn from the life, learn from their mistakes so you don't fall into the same mistake and then see how you can grow in the things of God. Now, also, you can learn um, or study the Bible systematically. Now, there's something called the systematic study of the doctrines of the Bible. Now, there's something called the, 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 uh, the study of theology means the study of God. You see that? All right. We, we call it the systematic uh, um, um, approach to, to studying the doctrines of the Bible. There's something we call we call Christology. It means the study of the personality of Christ. Who, who is Christ? Why did he come? You see that? We can study pneumatology. It means the study of the Spirit or rather the Holy Spirit in particular. Alright? Hamachology um, 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 means the study of, of sin and the nature of man. You see? There's anthropology. There's all those things. Don't mind the logic, logic, logic. It's just because it's a, um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's been that's been studied and then it's a school where we can learn things and grow in the things of God. But when we understand all of these principles, we can we can learn of God and, and they mature in Him. Praise God. God wants us to mature as we grow up in Him. Um, uh, if God permits us as we grow, in any case, we are just um, um, less than a year old as a church. So we're not in a hurry. We are, we are just starting. Praise God. We are we are just we are just beginning. So we are we are taking it piecemeal, one by one. And I want you not to be in a hurry. Let's sit down with the Lord together and really, really learn. But I want to encourage you tonight to be a person of the word. Love the word, eat the word, feed on the word, stay on the word. It will bless you. It will it will change your life. It will it will make you um, who God wants you to be. You cannot be a Christian that is successful in your Christian work without you chewing and staying on the word of God. Praise God forevermore. And so tonight we'll be continuing on our study and we are going to be looking at the next chapter or the verse that we are today. But before I go on then, I want to remind us of our studying principle of the Bible. It's our OICA principle, O-I-C-A. Our O stands for words observation or reading the text so it's a text-based principle it's a text-based principle our o is observation or reading of the text all right and the i is interpreting the text what does the text mean to you all right you read for meaning you read to learn you read to get understanding you read to gain wisdom praise god all right and then the c there is what correlation it means you use scripture to interpret scripture praise god you don't just take scripture from the from just uh, in isolation out of context no you will you will enjoy yourself you will come to a wrong conclusion of of bible you don't you don't you don't just take a scripture when you do that you are exegeting now i've thought that it means you are you are interpreted out of what context that that mean of exegeting, but when you exegete, you are interpreting from context. So you must be a contextual Bible interpreter. Praise God. You must be a contextual Bible interpreter. Read the Bible from the context where the text is found and then look for other scriptures that correlates and explains that thing before you make a meaning out of it. Praise God. And then lastly, the purpose of all this is for application you know 
don't, don't, don't follow the slaughter that says, do as I say, don't do as I do. Such people are devilish, they are, they are, they are slimy, they are, they are, they are not ministers of the kingdom. Anyone that is not doing the Bible but preaching it is not called of God. He has called himself. Why do I say that? Acts to the one, verse one, read of Jesus Christ, they say that the things that both, both that just both began first to do and to teach. He was not only a teacher, but he was a doer. If he taught love, he walked in love. If he taught evangelism, he walked evangelism. If he taught loyalty, he too was loyal. If he taught faithfulness, he was faithful. He never taught what he did not do first. So the purpose of Bible study is for us to be able to be doers of the word. Doers of the word. If you read like Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it says, do not forsake the assembling of yourself as the manner of some. And you read that, you know why you read that form? It means once you read that, you must now cooperate with that scripture and make excuse to be in the house of God, not make excuse not to be in the house of God. Are you following me tonight? So whatever you read in the Bible, do. And it's in the doing of those things that you mature. If you hear the Bible says, give your offerings. Guess what? Give your offerings. Don't look at those who misuse it or who misread it. It's not your own business. Yours is follow the word of God. Amen. For it's in following the word of God that we are blessed and we come into maturity in the things of the spirit. You see. The way we grow spiritually, actually, is obeying God's word. Just like when we eat naturally, we, you, you see the impact of the food. The way you eat spiritually is to obey. When you obey the word, you don't start seeing what the impact of what you've done affecting your Christian work and your maturity in the things of the spirit. Amen tonight. And so I said all that tonight to say the importance of us studying the Bible as a church. And not just studying the Bible as a church, but being doers of what we're studying. James 1, 22, 25 said that I know you know that already because it's, 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 it's an anthem um, um, from me all the time we have our Bible studies. All right, turn with me tonight to chapter 2. Um, in our last class, we studied um, verses 13 through 17. And we see there how Paul was trying to say to us that the certain Jews in, 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 in Jerusalem did not want the gospel to be preached to the Gentiles. And, and I showed us from scripture the plan of God that God wanted both the Gentiles and the Jews to be one in Christ. And we see that in Romans 11, 25, 26, um, um, God has, has called the Gentiles and the time will still come, it will be full and afterward God will turn to the Jews. But he has a plan for all. Ephesians 2, 11 through 22, God has broken down the middle wall of partition. And let me tell you today, folks, when God looks on the earth, he sees two groups of people. The first, he sees the Jews, and then he sees word, the believers, and then the other three, and then the unbelievers, all right? Now, the Jews are the unsaved ones, praise God. The, 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 the believers are the saved Jews and the saved Gentiles, and then we have the unbelievers. I feel I'm saying to you, so God sees the Jews, all right, as a nation, and he sees the believers that consist or comprise of both the saved and the unsaved. The, the saved Jews and the saved Gentiles, and then you see the unsaved world too. So, so and thank God tonight we are we are we are we are we are among the church. The church comprises of both Jews who are believe who have believed Christ 
and the Gentiles who have believed. So that is um, the composition of the church of Christ on the earth today. And how do men get saved? They get saved only because they confess and believe in the sacrifice and the substitution of Jesus on the cross for them. For all have seen and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 uh, and, 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 and the gift of God for us whole world is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus, Romans 6.23. So no one can come to the church except by the way of the cross and the blood and the name of Jesus. Amen tonight. And so we see that from what Paul said um, in chapters 13 through 17. And this evening, I want us to look at verse 18. And um, we have three more verses to go. 18, 19, 20. Um, but I, I, I'm not so sure tonight that we can go through the three. But let's see if we can... How far God can help us in verse 18. So let's let's come to verse 18 tonight. Let's read verse 18. Um, or maybe 17 through 18. Because I've told you, when you read scriptures, always read the preceding verse to get um, a hint of what the, the verse you are, you are on is actually saying. So let's go from verse 17 and then we'll come to 18. Say, but we brethren been taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, and they want the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. It means they were taken in presence, but not in hand. That means Paul was not there, but actually in the spirit, he was what? He was there. He was taken just in presence, but in the natural, but in his heart, he was there. No wonder Paul kept saying, he says, he says for, for, for my heart is with you. You know, the only church in Corinth. That's the reason. Don't ever think that when you are alone, you are alone. No, you are not alone. Even though your pastor is not with you, the eyes of the Lord run it to and fro of the earth. You are not alone. You can't be alone. So always know that when you are alone, actually you are in the midst of multitude. Glory to God. Amen tonight. When you are alone in your hotel room, just know that you are, you are in the midst of multitudes. Praise God. He says, for, 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 for ways, and I love from the Lord, if I take the wings of the eagle and fly to the sky, he says, it's there in the sky. If I go deep down to hell, it's right there. If I go below the sea, it's right there. If I go north, south, east, west, that means there's nowhere to hide. Praise God. So Paul said to him, though I was taken from you in a moment in the physical, but my heart was what? With you. Praise God. Isn't that good to know that actually God is with you? So when you go through the fire, it will not burn you. Why? Because I am with you. If you go to the waters, it won't dry you. Why? Because I'm holding you. You know the story of Jesus in Mark 5? He said to the apostles, let us cross over to the other side. You know, sometimes you think you are alone in the things you are going through. No, he's going through them with you also. Praise God. He sees every cheese. He actually is groaning with you. Amen. Waiting for the day and the full time for the manifestation of his word to come to pass in your life. He said to them, let's go over to the other side. And he went to the ship with them. You see, the storm arose, but thank God they came to call him. Do you know that Christ lives in you? For every challenge you can tell him. Why not, why not tell it to Jesus and rest on his arm? Praise God. A hymn come to mind tonight, but I can't fully remember the hymn. All right, it says, it says Save in the hands of Jesus. Praise God. Save in his hands alone. I don't know the whole hymn, but if you can sing tonight, maybe we'll have it. That hymn, before we finish tonight, we're going to sing the hymn together. You know, Save in the hands of Jesus. I don't know, save in his hand, Lord. We are saved, praise God. We are saved in his hands. You are saved in his hand. Don't be afraid of the news. Don't be afraid of the story. Don't be afraid of the prognosis. Don't be afraid of the diagnosis. Don't be afraid. You will come through it in the name of Jesus. God is watching over you with great jealousy 
for you. Praise God tonight. So Paul says here in that verse that yeah, we're taking from you in a short time in presence, but you see our hearts are with you. Now you, you will discover this um, in Acts 17 because they were they, they left very quickly, and then if you come to chapter 3, you will not see the, the contention of this thought in chapter 3. But let's go to 18 tonight. Wherefore, we will have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Now, I want to hold on to it tonight and let's stay there for a while. Paul says, I want to come to you. Thank you for the hymn. The hymn is there. Um, maybe we'll sing it tonight before we close. Before we close. Glory to God. Um, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a wonderful hymn for us to sing. Um, if, if you're listening to us tonight and you're not part of the church at Oba, you may not see that hymn, but you can find the hymn all right, online and sing it tonight maybe before you sleep. Safe in the arms of Jesus. Google it. You're going to find it there in Google. It's a hymn. All right. Praise God. But Paul said here in verse 18, he said, he said, he said, I want to come to you once and over again. All right. Wherefore, we will have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again. That means he desired to come not just once, but what happened? Satan hindered him. So that hindered him. Yeah. So consider hinder someone. Oh, yeah, very little soul. So much the more so because we find it written in the Bible. But what did he do? How did he? But let me start tonight by saying to you, looking at that word hinder, I want us to, to find out what it means. The word hinder in the Greek is the word ghetto, and it means to impede. It means to detain or it means to hinder, all right? And that's the word we know, all right? So the word is ebgeto, it means to impede. That means Satan can impede someone, he can impede or he can, he, can, he, can, he can detain someone for a particular purpose. What purpose in this context was Satan holding Paul from the purpose of preaching the word? So the gospel was the purpose, the gospel was the attack. It was the gospel he was after. It was the it was the, the establishment of the people that he was after. Praise God. You know, Paul said, I want to come to you that my supply that which what is lacking in you. In fact, it says in Romans, he said in Romans 1, verse from verse 14 downwards, he says, I want to come to you that I might impart to you somewhat. In fact, Romans 1 11, some spiritual gift to the end that you may what he may be established. So Satan hinders when you grow spiritually, he hinders when the gospel is preached. Now, I will come there a little more tonight to explain to you. So, Satan hindered Paul for what purpose? The purpose of encouraging, strengthening, and preaching the gospel. So, Satan is actively doing that, and it's imperative and important that you understand that and know it. So that when, when things begin to happen along the lines when you desire to preach or do something spiritual and you are, you are unable to do it, know that Satan is behind the amen. Yeah, you might think it's just you or you're lazy. No, really. Yeah, sometimes you might want to read the Bible and study gospel, but you find it difficult to do that. Anything that makes you grow spiritually, Satan is out there to want to truncate it. So it's not possible. So never think it's just coincidence or it's just maybe you or, or, or maybe you don't have time. Uh, you know, you give excuses always for, for, for spiritual matters. You know, you, you are, it's on Sundays that you are busy. On some Sundays you, you, you do laundry. It's on Sundays you travel. It's on Sundays you, you cook. It's on Sunday that you travel. It's on Sunday that you, you, you know, every time you 
do something. I want to know by this that actually it, it might not be you per se in that sense. There will be, there will be a, 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 a thought or, or, or an unseen hand walking behind the scene. So you must guard yourself and, and know. And that's why we studied the Bible like this. But let me show you a few other scriptures here that says the same thing along these lines. Talk with me tonight also to um, um, Romans 15 verse 22 and Galatians 5, 7. Please read for me my quickly. And I need to read very quickly. Alright. Um, okay. Let me quickly myself. Romans. Um, let's turn to Romans tonight. Chapter 15. Romans is after Acts of Apostles. We will read verse 22 together quickly because we have, we have a, long, a lot of things to cover tonight. For which cause I also have been much hindered from coming to you. You see that? So it's not just one church. Paul was hindered to come to several churches, going to several places. Why was he hindered? Because he was coming with the truth. So whenever the truth is being preached, devil is not comfortable at all. Whenever you decide to do the right thing or do things that pertain to the truth of the gospel or serve God or do the right things to make you mature, let me let you know that the devil is out there to work to hinder you. So why do we look at the word of God like this? So it helps us to understand who our adversary is and what his aim and objectives are. Tell me also just tonight to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. Quickly tonight, we read verse 7 of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5, I will read verse 7 tonight very quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, no. Galatians 5. I know Galatians 5. Verse 7 says, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? You see, that he hinders one from what? obeying the truth. So the same word hinder that is a word Paul you So just now looking at this, um, um, the devil goes out to the hinder. But there are two points tonight that I want to quickly touch um, in areas where he does hinder people. So Satan hinder, hinders people um, when they go forth to preach. That's one. Um, he hinders the preaching of the gospel. And it does it in two ways. Please pay close attention tonight. But as we learn this, I don't want to just learn it and, and make it something far from you. No, bring it home, bring it home, bring it home, bring it home to yourself. Put yourself in these places and bring it home so you can understand. Like I said to you, you might want to read the Bible in one day and somehow you can't. And before you know it, the day is gone. No, there, there might be something happening in the other realm. We can see here, Paul said, I want to read, now for instance, I want to read the Bible over and over again, but Satan hindered me. So you can, you can put yourself like that in that place. So you don't put it in preaching. I want to pray over and over again, but Satan, so you know that those times you make those excuses, it might not just be you. There might just be something else behind it. And, and the more you have this mindset, the more you are, you are, you are watchful and you are aware of, of, the, of, of the unseen realm and the, and, the, and the unseen world. Praise God tonight. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you, to make you feel demons are around you. No. But you see, they can be around you but not have impact on you. But, but, but they might try to influence your spiritual um, 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 uh, desires towards maturing in the things of God. And you must be aware of that and check them. And tonight I'm going to let you know how to check it by the power of God. But tonight, first I want to let you know that Satan hinders, one, the 
the preaching of the gospel. How does he do it? One, he does it by obstructing preaching physically. He obstructs preaching. When the preaching is going on, there's obstruction. He will raise things to come up. He will raise men to oppose. You know, there will be physical obstruction in the preaching. So he does that. He will, you know, you know, he's not seen, but he can influence men. He can enter people to, 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 to discourage the people of God to preach. He can do things to make you not, not to make progress. Remember the story of, of Jesus and Peter. You know, when he asked him, who do men say I am? He says, some say you are Elijah. And he asked him, who do you say I am? And he spoke that. And Peter said, and Jesus said to Peter, he said, he said, he says, flesh and blood did not reveal. That means, the spiritual realm has impact in natural realm. Because Peter actually didn't know that what he said was about the Holy Ghost. But in the next instance, Christ said, I'm going to die and rise again. He says, you will not die. And Jesus saw through him. He didn't know that. But he says, what you've said now, Satan, I mean, Peter, Satan has said, so therefore, get behind me, Satan. I'm sure Peter was wondering what he's talking about. But Jesus could see through that that thing he said came as a suggestion in his heart from Satan. Praise God. Just like God could reach your heart spiritually without you knowing also, Satan can also try to influence you. So you must be mindful of his influence and his devices. It's important. Paul said, I want to come over and over to you more than once. And I, Paul, Satan hindered us. He stopped us. So he does that in preaching. How do you do it? By physically obstructing the preaching. Acts 13, verse 6 through 12. In fact, in, verse, in particular, in the story of, 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 of Sergio Carlos, the deputy governor, and, 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 and by Jesus. Bible says, now talk me tonight to so Acts 13. Everybody, Acts 13. So we can sit together. Acts 13. We'll try and run tonight to see how we can. So he, he, he hinders it by this physical, physical, you know, incursion. Acts 13 from verse um, uh, um, 6. But let's, let's look at verse from 6 to 12. But for time's sake, let's just read verse 8 together. He said, but Elimas the sorcerer, okay, from verse 7. Okay, from verse 6. And when they had gone through the Isle of Pat Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus, which was in the which was with the deputy of the country. See that? Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the you see that now? He desired to hear the word of God. But Elimas, the sorcerer, for so his name by interpretation is withstood. See the word now. He withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Now that's all. Let me stop on there. You see, he, he sought to do what? To turn away the deputy. He withstood them. It wasn't this man doing this withstanding. It was Satan in him hindering that. So one of the ways he does that is that he will raise men to oppose. Sometimes we can plan to have an outreach and we'll pay for a value and suddenly one man will say, no, you can't use this field for evangelism. No, it's not that man. We must know it's something working through him and therefore we must address the being behind him and not the man in present. Praise God. So, so but thank God that Paul addressed by Jesus and then he went blind. Praise God. Now, it's not Everywhere you go to, start the people blind. No, he was obstructing the preaching. But we know that's his ministry. But God has given us the authority 
to, to attend to that decisively. Talk with me also this tonight to Acts 16. Again, Acts 16 from 16 to 26. In Acts 16, we read the story of the, of the, of the girl with the familiar spirit. You see, when Paul and Silas, you know, in this place is Paul and Barnabas, but now it changed to Paul and Silas. Why? Because at the point, Paul and, 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 and Barnabas had the rift, had the conflict, and the conflict was so severe that they parted ways. Praise God. But, but now he took Silas, and then they went to preach. In Philippi, in Acts 16, you know, while we were preaching, this young girl kept following them for how many days? Three days. What, what was she doing? She was trying to distract people and then and then and then cause uproar and said, This men, behold, they are the men of God sent to preach God's word and message. Yeah, it was true, but what she was saying was not from the Holy Spirit, was from a strange call, a strange called a familiar spirit. She was influenced by devils and demons. And then the more she did that, the more she did what she caused pandemonium because they have known her there over time. And so men were focusing more on her words than the words of the gospel. What did Paul do by the Holy Ghost on the third day? He addressed the spirit. So Satan goes to physically obstruct the preaching of the word. Now you must know that. So when you go to preach in evangelism, sometimes some people can be hostile to you. Yeah, expect those things to happen. But you can take channel authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the third thing I want to say or here is the, the, the third scripture that I want to show us here in physical obstruction is Second Thessalonians 3. Found it tonight. Second Thessalonians 3. I want to read verses 2. Second Thessalonians 3. Talk with that tonight to show you this scripture as we study today the Bible. Second Thessalonians 3. Let's read from verse um, from verse 2. Alright, or verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as is with you as we go out of to preach. Verse 2. And that we may be what? Be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have no faith. What makes some men unreasonable and wicked is not them themselves. It's because of the influence of the spirit of the age in them. So the, the devil hinders the preaching of the word. Is that clear tonight? So when we plan for outages, we must also know and, 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 and put him where? In his place by prayer. Just like Paul did. Just like Peter did. Just like Paul said we should pray. Just like even Jesus himself did. You see, every time strength spirits come in the time that Christ preached, he always put them in their place. So the right place for exorcism, the right place for addressing demon spirit is when we go for evangelism. When they come to obstruct the things we are doing, we have the right in Christ to do what? To put them in their place. That's the right place to exercise our authority in the name of Jesus over demon spirits that oppose the preaching of the word. Is that clear tonight? So that's the first thing he does. Two, the way he hinders um, um, the, the, the preaching of the word is by word is, is by corrupting the preaching itself. The first one is what? The first one is that he, he physically obstructs. He raises men to obstruct. They will stop you. They will come and say, no, you can't preach here. They will scratch the podium. Pieces the, the, the speaker, they will go and all right, all kind of things will be done. In fact, I've heard some strange words that sometimes in some areas, 
some 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 demonic folks will invoke rain to come. Yeah, invoke wild winds and all sorts of things to happen. Yeah, sandstorm to come and disrupt the, the meeting. It's possible. It, it happens because we see here his his aim is to disrupt anything that has to do with the preaching of the truth. But don't be afraid of him. What do we do? We stand our ground. For every time he came to obstruct people in the scripture, what did they do? They put him in their places. That's when God shows more his power in us. That's when God shows his power through us. That's when the power of God comes. So if you want to see the power of God at work in you, know what to do? Let's go out fishing. Let's go out fishing. Hallelujah tonight. No wonder Paul said in Ephesians 6 that one of the armors of defense for the believer is the preaching of the gospel. So don't be afraid of sandstorm. Don't be afraid of, 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 of raining vocals. Don't be afraid of men who are, who are wicked and reasonable. For our God is able, is able to subdue them like he did in, the, in all the portion of the Bible we've read tonight. Praise God. Now, second thing he does in, in hindering the word is that what? He corrupts the preaching. If he cannot get the word hindered by physical, what does he do? He corrupts it. And, and in fact, that is even more lethal than coming to obstruct because people think innocently that this is true. So when the gospel is wrongly presented, it's much more dangerous actually than obstructing it. It means the gospel can be wrongly presented. And you raise men. So and, 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 and the danger of this is that it, it, it's, it's not dangerous if the people preaching don't even know that what, what they're saying is not the right version of the gospel. That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15. He said, this is the gospel I preach unto you, in which you receive and in which you are saved, except you be what? You be reprobate or you have believed in vain. So there's a specific format. There's a specific way the gospel should be preached. Now, there's no one rule to it, but there are fundamental elements that must be present in any gospel message. Praise God. It must not be watered down. Mr. Mitch, right? You see, when, when, when Stephen was preaching, it began from just an incident from a scripture and he went and preached Christ. When Paul was preaching, he began from a scripture. He went to preach the whole Christ. When Philip made it, you know, he said from that self-same scripture, he preached Christ. But there's a way, there are fundamental inputs and elements that must be in the word before it becomes the gospel of Christ. And Paul showed us these things by the Spirit of God. So the gospel can be corrupted. Ephesians 4 verse 4. If you can read with me. Ephesians 4 verse 4. Uh, you know sorry. Ephesians 4 verse 14. It says that we henceforth be no more children. Toes to and fro. With every wind of doctrine. By what now? The slaves of men. Wearing the lie in wait to deceive. By preaching. Now they are lying in wait to deceive. By what? By preaching. So they are preaching. But the preaching is deception. Why? Because it's not according to the patterns. And the principle. And the standard of God. Salvation is by Christ alone and not by works. It's by faith and grace through what Christ has done. It can be based on work. Salvation is not by faith and works. It's by faith alone. No man is justified by the works of the law. Galatians 2.16. But by the hearing of what? Of faith. So 
We must preach it the way it should be. For Christ is the door. He's the way. Jesus is not one of the ways to God. In John 14, 6, he said, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father. This must not be compromised. Praise God. So the devil can hinder the true flow of the gospel when the gospel is corrupted. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Please talk to me tonight. Let's read from verse 12. Um, 2 Corinthians 2. Let me show you that this scripture can be, 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 be corrupted. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians tonight. 2 from verse um, 12. But I won't read all the scriptures. I'll just read verse 17. From there, you can read afterwards. You see, he said, For we are not as many which corrupt the word. Of God, but of sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God, we speak with Christ. You see, Paul said, We are not as many as words as corrupt the word. That means God's word can be corrupted. So, you as a child of God, hear me tonight, you must understand that the word of God can be corrupted man, and not by, by, by strange folks, it's by those who, who have pulpits. That's the danger there. Those who are puppets can actually corrupt the world, sometimes knowingly, sometimes ignorantly. And Paul says, we are not as many as corrupt the world. So that means the word of God can be corrupted. And anything you think that, that is corrupted will bring corruption. Do you know that people eat food? That food is what makes you alive? But there's, there's, there's a disease called food poisoning. Food poisoning is when you eat food as what? That is contaminated, that is bad. You know, a few days ago, I went to buy something and then, and then, and then, and then the, the thing I bought, when, when, when I got one, I saw it, 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 it tasted bad. If I'm eating it without tasting it, somehow I will have, I'll, I'll have been poisoned. Though it's food, I got a body with my money, but but it was bad. Praise God! There are times you 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 with your money, you 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 go online, you you go to a church, you pay your fare to a church, to a place where you hear you hear something that is what corrupted. You must be able to discern by the spirit of God that. The gospel can be corrupted, and if it's corrupted, it will produce godly results. But how do you determine what is corrupt? You will determine when you know what is real. That's why you must learn to read your Bible for yourself. Read your Bible first and find a godly man of God to be a pastor over your life. Tonight, as the time is going, I want to see. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 2. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 2. Verse 2 said, Okay, from verse 1 and 2 actually. Therefore, Paul said, Seeing we have this ministry, and we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of word, of dishonesty, not working in work, in craftiness, nor handling the word of God, deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God you see God's word can be handled deceitfully and this sometimes this is what the devil says he 
he works for you. He he raises his own ministers that will that will handle God's word, and the other ones that know. But God also expects you to know that this person is 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 being deceptive. And there are signs you will see. But tonight I'm not going to do signs. What signs you look at for in a minister that the point that is is a, is a deceiver? Oh, there are several in the Bible. I would say, for by their fruit, you will know what? You will know them. But tonight, don't let me go into that, that tonight. But I do know that, that the devil hinders the word by physically obstructing to, by corrupting the preaching. Tonight, quickly also, Satan hinders Christian spiritual growth. You know, first I said, it hinders the preaching too, it hinders spiritual growth. It hinders it. 2 Peter 2, sorry, 1 Peter 2, verse 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the sincerity of the word and the word, you may grow thereby. That means you cannot grow until there's a desire. So when there's no desire for the word of God in you, when you lose appetite, when you don't have the vitamins in your body that makes you eat, you you are not you're not at your best. So um, anything that takes you outside, that takes the interest, that takes the desire, that takes the longing, that takes determination for you to feed on the word of God, that you may grow thereby, it, there's, there's something else with it. You might think it's weakness. You might think you are just tired. You might think you are just too busy. No. All those things are not because the only way by which you can grow in the spirit is by desiring the sincere milk of the word. By desiring the sincerity of the word. Folks, tonight, the devil is not happy when you are doing well in the spirit. So he does everything he can to stop you from growing. Maybe those things that's happening to you is because he, want, he doesn't want you to grow. But I want to make up your mind that no, you have found his prank tonight. Every time you desire to study God's word, something comes up. Every time you take the Bible to read, that's when you sleep. Have you noticed that before? The moment you say you want to pray, that's when one headache starts. Every time you want to give yourself wholly to the things of God, something happens. Satan hinders people. Paul said, and Satan hindered us over and over again. But God gave us the word, the victory. Tonight, as I close, so what do I do to come through when Satan desires to hinder the preaching or hinder my spiritual growth? So what do I do to come through when Satan desires to hinder the preaching or hinder my spiritual growth? One, pray for access and open door. Pray for access and open door. 
Amen. We see that in 2, 2, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. Paul told the church that pray for us that God's word may be what effective as in you. And God's word may have what free cause. So prayer demobilizes everything the devil does. What did I say? Prayer demobilizes everything he does to want to hinder the gospel to the priest. Make no mistakes. He always wants to hinder the gospel. Make no mistake. He will always oppose the truth of God's word. But one way to overcome him is to pray. And the Lord of the harvest will go ahead and demobilize and take him off the way. Two, preach the truth. One of the ways to, to, to break through this is to preach the truth. The truth will expose the lie. The truth is light. The truth is life. You see that? What do I do when it comes to oppose? Just, just keep, just keep on the truth. The truth will already prevail. John 7, 17, he says, Lord, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is what is truth. Guard your, 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 your ways with what? With the belt of truth. So preach the truth. Don't be, don't be, don't, don't look at faces. Don't look at men's, uh, how men interpret or, or, or how they perceive scripture. No, preach the truth. They either take it the way it is in truth or leave it. Or stand your ground in truth. Third point tonight as I close. What do you do? First I said pray for access. Two, preach the truth. Three, if God permits you, very important, if God permits you, call out false teachers that, that they might know and be ashamed. You see that? Bible says, for, for, for the lying wait, and say, if God permits you, and I, I'm not saying go out and do that, no, if God permits you, call out false teachers by name and, and, and let them know but you do that with humility. But if God permits you, if God permits you, that's the underlying factor there. And if he doesn't, ignore them, preach the truth, stay in prayer. Second, Timothy 2, 17 and 18. Please, let's read tonight, tonight, as I begin to close. Second Timothy 2, verse 17 and 18. Second Timothy 2, 17 and 18. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenus and Philetus. This is Paul preaching here. Paul writing to the Timothy and is mentioning these two guys by name. So these two guys are bad guys. He said, Who concerning the truth have erred? Why are they bad? Because as touching the gospel, they are preaching heresy. So anyone that's preaching against the truth of the gospel, anyone standing against the word of God, anyone that is not, that is not living right the word of God, Paul said, call them out. 
But as I said, if God permits you, do so. In love. But when Paul said here to us at close, he says, and Satan hindered. I want you to know that Satan hinders people. He hinders the gospel. He hinders your spiritual growth. He does everything. So don't be weak in faith. Be strong in the spirit. Know his tactics. Serve God. Attend fellowship. Come to church. Put him to shame. Live above him. Don't allow the circumstances he brings your way to make you not do the things you ought to do for the service of God and your growth in the spirit. For if there's one thing he wants to achieve, he wants to stop you from praying, from studying the word. He's the one behind it. Oh, he's the one behind it. He came to stop Jesus in Mark 5. He came like a hurricane. And Christ came and said, peace be still. There are things happening to you that God is saying to you, son, daughter, this is what is behind it. So tell him, no matter what you do, I will grow, I will preach. That's the beginning of the victory. Amen tonight. You know, I said we'll go sing that hymn tonight. But maybe you can sing it on yourself alone. Our time is up. You can take time to sing the hymn. Safe in the hands of Jesus. Safe on his gentle breast. There by his love, oh shaded, sweetly my soul doth rest. Heart is a song of heaven, born in the sweetest voice. Echoed by saints in spirit, making my heart rejoice. Safe in the hands of Jesus. Safe in his gentle breast. There by his love, oh shaded, sweetly my soul doth rest. Lord, we thank you tonight. We rest in you. Our soul rests. Thank you for the opening of our sight today. Today we are alive. We are conscious of the adversary. But in the name of Jesus, we overcome him. We will preach the gospel. Every obstacle he raises, Lord, by you, overcome it. By you, Lord, we will run through the very truth. By you, Lord, we will scale the wall. We will fulfill our calls and our ministries. Lord, everything he does on our way to make us stall, to make us stunted, we come against them in the name of Jesus. Every distraction, every obstacle, Lord, we see through him. We see through them. Every wrong friends, association, companies, gadgets, whatever, Lord, that distracts us from you, that the devil has planted on our path. Lord, thank you because tonight we see them. And we escape in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, because we grow into you. Mature in this spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For prayer of thanksgiving tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. I was going to close tonight, but I, like, I, like I always said to you, the purpose of the teaching is for us to, to learn and know and apply. So if Satan can hinder, then no, he can hinder. Because God said so. But find God, we also can overcome by the, by, by the principles that the Lord has shown us tonight. So read the Bible, pray, don't allow him overcome, don't allow him manipulate, don't allow him deceive. Let, let, no, let no man deceive you by slate and cunningness. Stay on the truth of God's word. 
and grow and mature and become all that God wants you to be. Thank you tonight. God bless you. See you again on Thursday. Same time. Um, same, same link. And then share with your friends, your loved ones. Let's eat God together. Let's grow as we study the scriptures verse by verse. God helping us. Have a blessed night race tonight. And see you on Thursday. And have a great day tomorrow by the word and the grace of God. Good night, everybody. God bless you. Thank you. And so, so pray. Amen.